0: Hello, and welcome to the Nef Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. Okay, we are here with Judy Christensen. Excited to be here. Tom's with me, and it's the three of us. Uh, excited to talk uh and get to know Judy better. Um, thanks for having us.
1: You're welcome.
0: Um, it's Thank good you. to see you in uh, in your in your beautiful home. And uh, we're uh, we we want to get to know Judy better. So many in the ward. I mean, you've been around in the ward for a long Third, time. Forty years. Forty years.
2: Tom's been around. Well, she's been here more than forty years. Really? Because like, we, we we came here in 1976, and I. Th- you were here
1: just about that same time about the same
2: time yeah. yes that's closer to because you had lived over years. in the northern part of the state before
1: yeah uh, we were in the a-frame mm-hmm. church that is now grander peak we were there for five years okay and craig was in the Bishopric. okay and with richard chase and richard Manson, who all three of us, moved over into the 8th Ward. Okay. Maybe it was because the 8th Ward always won the road show contest. Uh. So they were the greatest ward in the state. Everybody wanted to be in the 8th Ward. Mm-hmm. So we moved across the street mm-hmm. in about seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Yeah. And um, about then, Greg decided to do a major uh, financial turnaround Mm -hmm. and left his law firm after 10 years and decided to go in with several partners and buy four helicopters and a fixed wing and rent the Lehigh Airport and try to rent their PDR, it was called a portable drilling rig. rig. And um, the smaller aircraft would cost a lot less. And we were all lined up at the gas stations waiting to get gas. By 1979, 80, we, there wasn't enough. So they wanted, we wanted to have them rent and find oil up in the Uintas Mm. and within a year OPEC opened up and we found oil at cheaper prices and people who had made too hard of a landing on one of the helicopters and it cost $70,000 for the deductible to get Mm. it repaired and it just went under. At about the same time, Doug Stoker's parents had lived here about eight or nine years, okay. and she died okay. right here. And she was one of my mother's best friends mm-hmm. for 25 years or whatever. And um, Dr. Stoker came to us a few months later and said, would you like to buy my home? Hmm. because the bank had taken our home we'd used as collateral. From the
0: uh, business that went under. Mm-hmm.
1: And he had gone back to the law firm, but um, we did have to move. Mm-hmm. But we didn't want to get out of this ward and this area and the carpools and the piano lesson. So <coughs> we were excited to move here. The, the Stokers loved this home.
0: Awesome. So So you've taken good care of it. Yeah. That's awesome. So where did you grow up, Judy?
1: I grew up in Holiday, just below the rock that has all the numbers on it, and everybody climbs all summer. Okay. That's what I did all summer. Eight years old, nine, ten, I was always with a friend climbing up there and eating our lunch. Huh. On that rock up there, above the boulevard where the parking... Yeah. Is and um, so I went <coughs> to Holiday Elementary, which is now City Hall yeah. of Holiday. Yeah, went to oh, yeah. um Olympus Junior and Olympus High. Whoa, 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 you can't go to Olympus and live in this ward. Oh, yes, you can. I know because my <laughs> six kids all went to Skyline and I love it.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. good, good. So you. Went to Olympus, grew up uh, close to here, and uh, and how did you meet? Uh, how did you meet Craig?
1: Um, I was invited to the Welcome Week dance three days before the U of U was going to start, mm-hmm. and um, my date was a proud fraternity pledge and wanted to introduce me to all his fraternity brothers, and Craig was one of them. So they introduced us. I don't think Craig even blinked twice at me. Mm -hmm. He had a cute date Mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. And about a week later, one of my neighbors out in Holiday was a fraternity brother of his, and they were walking down the sidewalk, and I was a brand new pledge of the sorority. And I was just gonna open the door and said, oh, hi, uh, to Larry. And then I said, oh, hi, Chris, or whatever your name is. And from then on, Craig was smitten. I love it. Because he started coming to my ward with my neighbor, his front new friend, and <coughs> he came to my house all the time. We went to every fireside um, missionary farewell we could find, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then we started going out. So, did Craig serve a mission? No. Okay. He was on a four-year scholarship at the U. They offered it to him, full ride, for gymnastics. Okay. And surprising to everybody, he was a cheerleader in high school. But then when he pledged this fraternity, they made him try out for cheerleader at the U. Mm -hmm. So he had to hold one of those big long cones Mm -hmm. and do some flips, and he did that. But he had also picked up the javelin at the state track meet at BYU and got the state record for the high school javelin. Javelin. Oh, that's cool. So, then things that I didn't know I'd learn tonight. And then the track team said, "Oh, well if you're going to turn down the gymnastics scholarship, you might as well take ours. Mm-hmm. Four-year full ride." So, he was good, but he wasn't Fantastic. Until just before we were married, 63, and he um, started throwing really far, 250, five and a half, down at Albuquerque, Mexico, which he became all American. Mm. And they wanted us to try out, him to try out for the Olympics in Tokyo, Japan, which was happening in 64. Mm -hmm. So he had to decide, do I want to go on a mission? He was starting to fill out his papers. He asked my father to speak already. And no, let's keep pursuing this uh, scholarship so he can finish his schooling and go on and get his MBA. And his CPA and a law degree, which made him a third-generation lawyer. Wow,
0: MBA, CPA, and law. Okay, that's that's a trifecta. That is amazing. So, so how how much of that schooling had to happen while you were married?
1: Nine years. Nine years. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah. All but the last. Two years of college, so. Yeah. <coughs> we were married in 64. Okay. How long did you guys date before you married? Two and a half years. Okay. Part of that, he was out of town all the time going to track meets. And one of the summers, 1962, I went to Bryce Canyon all summer and worked in the canyon mm-hmm. behind the desk.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Which was fun. I love that canyon. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing place to go visit. Okay, so then uh, how many uh, how many kids did you have?
1: We had six kids starting two years after we were married. Okay. and
0: so he's still going
1: to school. Uh-huh
0: having starting kids.
1: into the uh, MBA school. Yep. as an assistant teacher and he graded papers and stuff. But all of a sudden, his eyes got really bad, and he couldn't see in the daylight or even bright lights. He couldn't see. And we went to doctor (gasps) after doctor, and they didn't know what was the problem. But anyway, at that time, I had my last, second-to-last class in elementary ed in the spring, delivered a baby a week later. And two weeks later, had to start my very last class P.E. in the elementary schools mm. <laughs> that summer before I graduated, had, had Dan, 1966. But by then, they had told us, uh, he has, Craig has keratoconus, and he has to have corneal transplants
0: mm.
1: at age 23. Wow. So I started teaching immediately because we didn't have good insurance to pay for that. And they didn't do that in Salt Lake at the time. Mm -hmm. So the place they did it mostly was San Francisco because they used a lot of jumpers off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, wow. Their corneas to replace others. And so we... Drove there. Craig's brother was teaching in a medical school there, and we stayed with them for his first one. And
0: wow! So how did that work? Did it? Good. I mean, did did? It, yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. He had a, a good blessing from a, Hank Taylor, who was a really good friend of Craig's older brother. And two days later, they found the cornea, and it was just great. And then the next year, they did the other one, and he's had. He had, had two since then. So, wow!
0: Uh, what a blessing. Uh
1: huh. That's fantastic. So we had another baby before we left. When the baby was three months old, and went to George Washington Law School.
0: George Washington,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is back east, right?
2: Uh huh. It's in DC, right? DC, yeah. right in DC.
1: And Craig's father had gone there in nineteen. 19- <clears throat> 25 okay okay but so you lived there for how long three and a half years okay. almost four years and the last year I was 28 and I had delivered Mindy in August and the bishop came to visit me in the hospital had three kids under five and he asked me to be the relief society president all right <laughs> Why not give you one
0: more thing?
1: No car. But anyway, and Craig went to night law school. Wow. So he worked all day at the SEC for the government and then went to night law school. So I let the kids sleep in and then they would have a bowl of cereal at 6 o'clock at night after I'd fed them a pretty good lunch. And... We waited until nine. Till Craig came home, and then we had dinner together at night.
0: You made it work. You found a way to get the and family I together. I
1: was studying the map of the ward, which our stake, the uh, the only stake in Washington D.C. and Maryland. Yeah. So we'd have to go over the river the Potomac, mm-hmm. to get to our state meetings and stuff. and It was a different world then. I would take three kids <coughs> visiting teaching with me. What a trooper. Uh, one time I went to, I had to go to visit a lady who had been inactive. I took all three kids and had to follow the map to try to get to her yeah, cause miles Yeah, because there's, no, there's away. no
0: Google Maps at this
1: point. No. And... Our stake, our, our ward was as big as the Salt Lake Valley. Sure. So we had three or four different lip codes in our mm. ward. Yeah. So I took them over to Lorton, to this area across the freeway, and it just happened to be where one of the state j- prisons
0: yeah. was. Yeah.
1: So they had to check the car and the and the hood and trunk and everything to make sure I wasn't bringing saws and ladders and everything else (laughs) to help prisoners get out. I visited this lady and she said, I'm not active because my mother made quilts so much during my life and I never got one. Hmm. So I decided I wouldn't Hmm. be active. And I hope my testimony was enough to say, "Wait, yeah, have your kids and then decide." And yeah, anyway, they checked my car with mirrors underneath the car mm-hmm. on the way back from Lorton, mm-hmm. so I wasn't carrying a prisoner with me. Hmm.
2: Did you know the Collins back in DC?
1: Mm-mm.
2: And Lynn went to school back there too.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I think they're a little older than. You we are, but I'm not
2: sure. Well, Lynn's probably a c- couple years older. Is she? Karen yeah. is my wife's age. Oh, is she? Yeah.
1: Karen. I love her.
2: Yeah.
1: And your wife is a year younger than me, so it'd be the same time. Yeah. Maybe they were in uh, Maryland or something. Yeah, they
2: might have been. He he was in a state war. presidency back there for oh, a while. Was he? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: So then you come back, and from there, that's when you lived in where?
1: The Fifth Ward. The
0: Fifth Ward. Over. So this Grand is when you people. start in the Cove.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. A friend over there, David Jensen, was a realtor, and he wrote us and said, Hey, we've got somebody moving out. Do you want to rent their house for a year? Yeah. So we said, Sure. Gotcha. After we rented it, we bought that house from them and then bought this one, and then bought this one.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So Craig then gets going in his uh, law practice, right?
1: Yeah, but by then (coughs) they decided he was maybe going to leave again or something, so they cut his pay and took the car away and all that. So he found other legal Places to be and just went on his own.
0: Mm. Gotcha. But. Tell us more about uh, Craig and the type of person. Tell tell the ward because a lot of them never got a chance to know him. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us more about Craig.
1: He was a big man because he was a javelin thrower and had to work out every day. Sure. And he had a really. Deep testimony, and he loved to read the scriptures. He had a short temper, but that comes with having six kids and, a, you know, a wife that can do everything he can do. Because <laughs> I did teach school for three years after that, and I taught at Oak Ridge Oh, Elementary. you did? Which grade? Sixth grade, one year. Fifth grade, two years. Okay. And I loved the school. I loved the parents. I loved the PTA. I loved the students. I mean, the Binion's that used to be in the ward. Woody Halliday lived next door. Yep. And Hansakers and Jim Becker, which <coughs> is one of my favorite students.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jim Becker. So. He brown-nosed, huh? (laughs) I said, please, Craig, if we ever look for a house, seriously, I want to be in that area up near Oak Ridge. Mm -hmm. Because the parents just had this high expectation for their kids. And I would say, okay, next week we're going to start the unit on deserts. And somebody raised their hand and said, "Can I bring my lizard? Mm -hmm. Can I bring my D encyclopedia? Can (laughs) I bring some sand?" And they were just really neat kids.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! What a cool thing. So you you taught three years there, and other times then you taught where else? That's all. Oh, that was the only place you taught, because you graduated. And what was your degree?
1: Elementary ed. Elementary ed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, from
1: sixty-seven yep. to seventy-one till he had finished mm-hmm. his eye problems, mm-hmm. and we had to leave actually in sixty-nine. So, gotcha. I I finished, I guess, sixty-six, and we left in sixty-nine in the summer. So, great. So what
0: about uh, your, let, if we can just switch gears for a minute here, I'd like to hear, we'd like to hear more about your spiritual journey in life. You know, did you grow up in the church? Tell us about how you initially, you know, received a testimony and how your faith has grown.
1: Um, thank you. I was seven years old when we moved out to Holiday to a little street next to Cottonwood Elementary School that hadn't been built yet. It was the steak Peach Orchard in my backyard. And my there were only three or four houses on this little cul-de-sac. And my brother and I played all the time in the new houses and the piles of dirt. And we took the 2 before's and made stilts for <coughs> us and had our friends over. But my father had not been active because his his father died when he was four years old out in Woods Cross. And he had a brother two years older, and that's all. And his father died, and the two little boys had to walk miles to the school and a mile to the church. Mm -hmm. And by the time they were teenagers, they kind of stopped going. He was working at Lagoon, on and off, and he didn't have a real strong testimony. He went to the U and worked sometimes 12-hour shifts, sometimes 24-hour shifts at the Ute Hamburger, that little thing at the bottom of the president's circle. It was a little hamburger stand to earn enough money to pay his tuition. His mother couldn't. And um, he just didn't have a strong testimony. He became graduate manager when he graduated in 37, which was the same as the athletic director is now. Hmm. So he was scheduling different colleges for the basketball team, the football team. And then in 1944, being the graduate manager they were asked to come back to the NCAA and uh, the U of U team. That's the one with Arnie Farron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mc-
2: well, our neighbor Frank Nelson played with them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Misaka. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He lives up around the corner from the Gordons. And um, anyway... They went back to St. Louis and lost in the NCAA, but they still had to play to be able to place. And that was when the NIT was way more important than the NCAA. And they were waiting in St. Louis, and he got a phone call saying the team you are supposed to play has just been in a terrible automobile accident with their bus, Mm -hmm. and more than half the team is dead. So what would you think about taking your team back on the train and going up and playing the NIT team in Madison Square Gardens? And my dad said, all right. We'll do it. So they went up there and they won. Mm. So he was part of that Cinderella team Mm -hmm. that won in
0: 1944.
1: Wow. And then they appointed Bud Jack as the um, athletic director after that. And my father went to work for a wholesale furniture company. Mm. And I was two years old. So... um, he died owning his own furniture wholesale company hmm. but and I worked for him for five years. Anyway, um, when we moved out there, I was seven and someone in the ward came up to him in the neighborhood and said, we're waiting for you to come to church. And he said, I don't go to church, and he said, as he was holding his can of beer and um, he's the guy said well don't you want to baptize your daughter she turns eight in November so you've got a good five six months to start working on it mm-hmm. and I'm calling you right now to be a home teacher with me over around the corner okay and he said oh I never liked home teachers that's <laughs> They always caught me drinking my beer, and I always caught them drinking their beer. <laughs> and so he did go a week or two later to a girl who was crying, crying, crying. She was 18, expecting her second baby. Her husband had two jobs, and she was very unhappy, and the baby was sick. and They gave her a blessing, and went home, and the next month they went home teaching. And she said, if you hadn't come, I might have done something very serious mm. to myself and my babies. I am so unhappy. And they said, well, let us give you another blessing and have a prayer together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then... Um, Someone said, come to Fast and Testimony meeting next Sunday because I'm going to talk. And he said, okay, I'll come. And while he was at that Fast and Testimony meeting, that girl with her two babies stood up and just sobbed and said, I wouldn't be here today without two wonderful home teachers Hmm. that cared about me. Mm -hmm. and we're going to move, and my husband's found a better job, and I know it's because they kept coming to care about me, Mm. and I just know the church is true. And my father thought for a while, didn't replace the beer in the fridge, (laughs) stopped drinking his coffee, and he became very... Religious, they called him to be on the Ehlers' Corn Presidency. And then a year later, when he was able to baptize me, six months before that, um, and my grandfather confirmed me. It was down in the tabernacle, yep. the only baptismal font alive at 1950 yep. and around in Salt Lake. And so... Um, he was called to be in the bishopric, and he just became very, very religious. They called him to be in the stake presidency. He was in the holiday stake presidency for 10 years, and then they split the stake, and he became a oh. first counselor in the holiday south stake for another 10 years, and then they took him out and made him bishop of our ward
0: and so what kind of impact did this have on you
1: yeah Um, I saw him loving every minute of it yeah I saw my mom kind of getting lonely but she supported him and she was always involved primary teacher relief study presidency whatever and we were a strong family and my brother, just under me, has since been a mission president in Paris, France, and the temple president of the Denver Temple.
0: Oh, the Denver Temple! Fine. And he's
1: still in Denver. My sister at the bottom. My mother had her at forty-four, so I was in high school as a senior when my mother it's delivered
0: the baby sister. Her,
1: yeah. I, Couldn't go out on dates because I had to tend. But anyway, um, that sister Mm -hmm. uh, is so religious. She married a fellow (laughs) president of the seminaries for the Granite District at Olympus High, and she um, is now living in Kenya. He's president of the Africa... Central East area mm. in Kenya, and they travel all over the Congo. Took them a week and a half to get to one state conference in the Congo because the planes only fly on one day a week or something, and and you know the food, the menu has camel and goat and everything <laughs> else on the menu, and they love it. They just love it. They've been there almost three years. Wow. And she's 20 years younger than me, almost 18. There's a lot of goodness going on in your family. So, yes, they're very, very wonderful. <coughs> wow. Yeah, and my only sibling out of six of us... Um, that lived here in Salt Lake after I moved here. All my sisters got married and moved away. Um, My only sibling, my one brother, lived in Holiday, and he and I took care of our parents for the last 10 years of their lives because my mother had multiple sclerosis and my dad had a terrible heart attack. So he and I would fast all the time and write out the checks for utilities and all that.
0: Mhm.
1: Took care of the funerals and stuff. So.
0: Wow. Wow. So in f- from f- obviously with all these examples in your family um in the church and all the goodness going on um, tell us where where you really developed uh, your testimony.
1: Um I can remember being 15 and going to my mother and saying, How do you know there's a God? Yeah. I mean, somebody did this earth and somebody tells us how to behave, but how do you know? And she said, You'll have to find out for yourself by prayer. Yeah. And studying and reading scriptures, going to seminary and working in the church, and at 16 they called me to be the organist for the mutual and the um, improvement-era person that took their subscriptions, which came before the ensign, and I just found working in the church was very rewarding. And then 10 years later, I was released city president with three little kids. and
0: I love that story.
1: And I've been in um, Stake Young Women. You've
0: just served ever since, haven't mm-hmm.
1: you? Per- and you are president love it. here in this stake in 1990. And I was in charge of the trek at that time.
0: Yeah, that's not easy.
1: Uh-uh. Especially because the Stake Young Men leader was getting a divorce, and the stake presidency were older and not feeling well, and my counselors couldn't go. So, luckily Bill Edwards, our bishop, came.
0: Bishop Bill Edwards.
1: And one more other bishop in the stake, Crosby, Raul Crosby, and um, the counselor in the ward, Next to us in the 12th ward, he came. But BYU was quite in charge of that one as far as young adult leaders. Mm-hmm. So they're the only help I had. And there were other women that came, but it was fun. It was a hundred of us. And it was Fourth of, of July, 100 degrees. I love it. Did so you tell say me-
2: that was 1990? Yeah, I'm guessing I had one of my kids on that
1: trip. I'm sure.
0: There's a good chance.
1: Maybe Yeah, Lisa or maybe.
2: Well, um, Tom, Jared, yes. Paul, that era. Probably. Yeah.
1: I was the one that put them into families. I didn't
2: know they were doing the truck back then. Yeah, that's about when they started here. Maybe. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 It was pretty rough. We had yeah. to walk.
2: It was actually really a
1: trek. To get it. Oh our yeah.
2: That's when they plucked water. the turkey and <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. killed it. The- yeah.
1: We had to catch it first. Yeah. And shove the knife in. <laughs> and then pluck it and all the feathers with I mean, spit. Nice we'll forget that. Won't forget it. <laughs> and cook it. I know Elaine Sperry came too and helped pick real sage to put yeah. in with the dressing mm. it was a hard job but just serving in the church that's what it's about
0: yeah
1: you love that doing your visiting teaching and
0: i love that tell us about uh where your kids are nowadays where are they scattered
1: our oldest is in mesa arizona he worked 17 years for intel mm-hmm up in um, Portland and then was transferred to Mesa in charge of all of their privacy uh, problems with Intel. And he had to work all night because that's when China, and that was 10 years ago, but Mm -hmm. China was trying and trying and trying to get our secrets, especially from Intel, Mm. but then he decided to quit after seventeen years, and um, he works for a handicapped um, firm that develops different things for handicapped people. Um, the chirping of the light mm. uh, um, so
0: accessible accessibility things.
1: accessibility is his thing. Mm-hmm and after he moved to portland 20 years ago his wife fell in love with the bishop and ran off so he remarried and has four kids from his first and three from his second and he's happy and just doing great Great. he's been teaching um the church program online um, college classes and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since the very first class started, he oh, teaches business law, but he's happy. Good. And he's the an next attorney, one,
2: right? Dan's an attorney. Dan's an attorney, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: And he has his, while he, he was transferred to London for two years during his divorce and everything, he decided at night to go to Oxford and get his MBA. Hmm. So he has both those, but they're happy Just and like his dad, huh? And then the next one, Adam, uh, he, after the U of U and he graduated, he had at least eight or nine different majors because he couldn't decide. He had a hundred extra hours hmm. at the U, but he was teaching drums and... Big man in his fraternity, and then he um, and got married, really neat lady, and went to Harvard okay. MBA school, and he's been working in Silicon Valley until two years ago, and then he moved here. Oh, good. Yeah. He's so, close to home now. Yep. And he's been working for all different tech companies and today he quit one that he's worked for for four years (laughs) Marquetta. and i don't know the name of the company he just signed up for there you go but he's valuable he's smart he has four kids and they're really neat too they all go to byu great and then
0: you know it's okay to go to byu right uh Okay.
1: He wasn't very happy about (laughs) it, but it's okay. (laughs) And then our next daughter, Mindy, she went to a Spanish-speaking mission and ended up falling in love with the Spanish-speaking people and married a guy from Mexico, ended up divorcing right after their first baby was born and she moved in with us for almost, well, for 10 years with that little boy and we raised him right here and she kept going to school. She got two or three master's degrees and a minor in Spanish and she is full-blown LCSW licensed clinical social worker. Mindy's awesome. And her jobs have just come and gone whenever she needed them. And the last one was last year. An IHC hired her and they only have two social workers at the level they wanted, which has to deal more with the doctor and the patient. And she works from home and <laughs> loves it and they were able to earn enough money so that they bought a home. Not that. Yeah. Now uh, four months ago. Yeah. And it's their home and their neighborhood that was on channel two last night saying this is where the deepest snow and the worst <laughs> wind is.
0: Oh man.
1: Suncrest. Yep. Their backyard looks over onto Lehigh and yep. their front Yard looks into the valley.
0: It can be windy up there.
1: So she still has her one boy, Christian, and he went on his mission. And we have been praying for seven weeks, as hard as we could pray, that his body would hold out and boot camp. And last week was crucible, the worst week Of the boot camp. Mm -hmm. Three days, 45 miles, walking with 50-pound pack, um, only three meals during the three days, one each day, MREs, Mm -hmm. the meals ready to eat in a can, and hiking these 45 miles for three days on only six hours sleep. And that would prove That's brutal. You're a Marine or you're not. Did he make it? He did. Oh Christian. And in ten days he graduates and becomes a Marine.
0: We love you, Christian. He was a
1: recruit until then.
0: Yeah.
1: And now oh, We
0: love you, Christian. Three
1: of us are going to San Diego to see him graduate. It's so
0: exciting. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Yeah.
1: Then the next one is Tammy, and her husband didn't want to work for anybody. His father was a stake president, and uh, they lived here for a while. She graduated in sports science, but they moved up to Portland, and he's had his own remodeling homes and bathrooms and kitchens Mm. up there. He did work for that three-day kitchen and bath for a while Mm -hmm. here, but Mm -hmm. went up to Portland where his brother was, and they have four kids. And then um, the next one is Megan, and she lives here, and her husband is Clint Christensen, who was in the 12th Ward while we were growing up, so he was right here. He's a year older. (coughs) He was always in the same plays that she was, and they were in Madrigals, not together but a year apart. And they were born on the same day, a oh, wow. year apart. Wow! And he has the same name, Christensen, and his great great grandmother is Bowen. And that so
0: she didn't even have to get her driver's license no, changed. No, that's
1: exactly. She says that's why I married
2: him. <laughs> and he's a doctor. Yeah.
1: Okay. So they went to New York for eight years. Mm-hmm. For. Medical, and then one to Des Moines for residency, and then three more in New York for anesthesiology, out of of view. Perfect. And they have four kids. And then um, five, actually, their little baby died at 14 months, because she was born with a chromosome disorder. And then our last one is Marin, who lives just at the top of 45th South on the other side of the freeway. And they have four kids. A baby. So they're close. And she graduated as a social worker also. Another social worker. Good. Mm -hmm. And her husband is uh, BDO. He does um, uh, small business loans for banks. Yep. SBA.
0: Awesome. So a total of how many grandkids?
1: Twenty-five, but Dan's first four we haven't seen until Megan's son's funeral six months ago. And all four of my grandkids I hadn't seen for five years came. They all live in Colorado. Mm. They all came. Good. And then um, that's part of the 25. And then Megan's two have died. And two um, abrupt pregnancies of Mindy's have died. So around 20-something. Mm. Mm. But they're all wonderful yeah. and darling.
0: I love. And I'd I love to hear you talk about them. This is awesome. And I
1: don't have awesome. any. Thank you. I don't have any great grandkids yet, so it's just fine. And that's that'll change. Yeah. That'll change. Well, you've got a hundred great grandkids. Well, we've just started. We've got eleven. Great. Great. Yeah. How many grand? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven.
2: So, so yeah. I love that. Yeah, isn't that great?
0: Oh yeah, love big families. I think it's fantastic, I do too. and Not I love hearing any you of talk. them
1: are married to horrible situations or yeah. problems, and they're all such beautiful children yeah. of his, no doubt, good kids.
0: So, Judy, um, this has been awesome to hear from you and to get to know you better. And it's just, man, you're just, you got so much energy. You can feel the energy, and I love it. Mm. Before I ask the last question, I do want you to share with what you shared with us before we started. Which is your what'd you call it? Motto. Model. Motto. Motto. Let's hear it.
1: That's what I have to say to my kids or to Craig or And I
0: love this. I love this. So go ahead. Read. Let's read. Quorum
1: presidency. Yeah. I know you believe you understand what you think I said, but I'm not sure you realize that what you heard is not what I meant. <laughs> but it's not my real motto it's just a fun little thing
0: i love it <laughs> i love you know i love the laughter and the, and the and the fun and and the energy you bring
1: i've always wanted to be the fun grandma well i'm always on the floor if they come
0: there's no doubt mm-hmm. you are yeah so the last question i have um is 100 years from now long after we're all gone and your great 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 grandkids are listening to this very podcast and they've just enjoyed it, and they've got to know someone that they've never met uh, so much better, what would you want them, now that you're talking to them directly, what do you want them to know about you, about life, about Craig? Here's your chance.
1: Beautiful, beautiful (laughs) great-great-grandchildren. I love you, and I love the church. I love Heavenly Father and I love His Son, Jesus Christ. I love this beautiful earth and this beautiful snow and beautiful sun and the scriptures. And I hope and pray you will know how much I love you and love. The gospel of Jesus Christ. I have a testimony, strong testimony of it. And I pray that you are reading the scriptures and happy and strong. And having a wonderful life. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Amen. Judy, thank you so much. This has been a treat. Thank you for bringing us in and sharing. I'm a real blabber, sorry. This is fantastic, thank you, Judy.